Hello, guys, and welcome back to Just Like Other Girls with me, Shannon Fiedler, your host. How have you guys been doing? It has been a minute. And if you are a listener of this podcast and you, you know, were listening to it weekly, you're probably like, hey, Shannon hasn't put out an episode in kind of a while. What's going on here? And that's actually what I want to talk about right now, which is that I'm going to be taking a bit of a hiatus from Just Like Other Girls and putting out the podcast. This is not to say that I am done with the podcast. I I desperately don't want to be done with the podcast. I love this medium. I love hearing from you guys when you are responding to the to the podcast and I've said this before but I feel like it's an opportunity to get to be a little bit more real and honest with you guys versus you know always just telling jokes there's a little bit more room in the podcast to talk about things that are maybe I I talk about things a little more bluntly perhaps and and just sort of like wrestle with things that I think we're all wrestling with in just a different way that I think feels very personal and it makes me feel really connected to you guys. So I don't want to be done with the podcast. I love, I love doing this. However, I've been looking at the podcast and I've been looking at other podcasts that I love out there and looking at other work that I do and the truth of the matter is I just don't feel like what I'm doing right now is the best version of what Just Like Other Girls can be. I think that there is a lot of room for this podcast to grow and change and shape. And you guys are so instrumental in that. You know, you might have noticed I've definitely put out the the bat signal on social a couple times and been like, what do you want to hear more of? What's working for you? What's not working for you? Um, Honestly, there's a lot of like technical stuff for me that I'm like, you know what, I should like learn this in a more real way. Um, and I just, I want to take a beat and think about this and make sure that I am delivering to you guys something that is worthy of your attention. And I'm so grateful to everyone who has listened and who continues to listen. And, you know, I got my Spotify wrapped and, you know, I'm some of your top podcasts and that means the world to me. But if you're going to give me all that attention and listening time, I want to make sure that what you're listening to is worthy of that like I said. So this will be my last episode for a little bit while I sort of take a step back, wrap up a couple other projects that are taking all of my focus at this moment and and preventing me from being able to focus on this in the way that I want to. And then I want to, you know, reassess and make sure that when I come back after the hiatus for a season two, if you will, I don't know, podcasts are silly with seasons. Some have them, some don't. But let's call it season two. Just Like Other Girls season two will be a better version of what Just Like Other Girls season one was. And so, you know, also if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I actually, I have thoughts, Shan. I'd I'd love to tell you this is what I think you actually should be fixing. Like I'm open to any of your thoughts. So as always, and whether I have this podcast or not, my DMs are open. And again, like I've said a million times, Instagram filters them, so sometimes I don't see them for until it's like way too late, and I'm like, oh god, responding now would almost be ruder. But I do try to see as many of them as I possibly can. Uh, I've been trying to get better at checking like my filtered message thread box, whatever. Um, but if you have thoughts or whatever, I, I'd always love to hear them. So that is the state of the union on just like other girls. You know, I did I did briefly think about just like quiet quitting this whole thing and like just like 
not saying anything and just like not putting out episodes for a while and then coming back out of nowhere. But that felt unfair to you guys or just to the medium of podcasts in general. So I, I wanted to just make it very clear that this is not a goodbye by any stretch of the imagination, but it is a pause on this particular facet of the content that I create and put out into the world. So I have some other projects that I'm working on. One of them, which I am very excited about, is that I am taping my hour, and I will be doing that in New York City on January 31st at The Cutting Room. So if you happen to live in New York or be around New York at that time, I would love to see you out there. It's the show that I've been building for the past I mean, part of me wants to say the past, like, two years, but the truth of the matter is, in some ways, I've been creating this show for, like, (laughs) seven years. Like, there are elements of jokes and even full jokes in here that I have been working on since I started stand-up. So I'm really excited to have this in one place, to memorialize it in film, to eventually, you know, be able to share it with everyone because, you know, there are obviously – some of you don't live in cities that I visited or – You know, you live in Boston, but the weekend I was in Boston, you had your aunt's male woman's sister's baby shower, so you couldn't make it or whatever it is. This will be a way that everyone will be able to see the show, and and I'm just really excited about it. So if you happen to be in New York City on January 31st, I would love to have you come out and support and be a part of that filming. So that's just like a little bit of promotion. It's the holiday season. I hope you guys are enjoying the holiday season. I... Love this time of year. I'm such a Christmas girly, but at the same time, I also find it to be, you know, hectic, stressful, exhausting, complicated, emotional, and it sort of feels like it's all of these things at once. And I think it's a perfect storm as to why that happens, you know, because there's, first of all, there's just a lot of pressure on these holidays to do something great. And of course, that means having cool sexy plans for New Year's Eve and being with your family for this wonderful Christmas celebration that's going to look like a Norman Rockwell painting or even just like oh I have to make sure I watch all the Christmas movies that I love or I have to make sure that I go skating and get hot chocolate and whatever like it just there's a lot of pressure so that obviously uh, becomes a pressure cooker and and makes all of your emotions heightened. Um, There's also this sort of you know the holidays are a time that's about tradition and tradition is I think really important and matters a lot to me but tradition also causes you to reflect a lot on the past and the future and of course the more time we spend thinking about the past or the future that brings up a lot of emotions that maybe we trend we tend to avoid in a more day-to-day moment you know and of course there are always you know things that are that you miss or things that you regret and those can sort of come up during the holidays and listen there's just a lot to do during the holidays right like there's a lot of chores and on top of all of that it would be one thing if Christmas happened in like June right and you you just like had this Christmas moment it was great and then you moved on but it happens at the end of the year and I think human beings or at least human beings like me I can't speak for all humanity I'm not a psychologist but I feel like human beings we like to have things we like to have beginnings and endings and be able to mark new starts or ends or passage of time right and so I think even though going from December to January is truly no different than going from April to May 
it feels like this much more consequential shift because it's the end of the year and the beginning of a new year. And I think there's all this pressure of this like clean slate, January 1st, or you got to tie everything up that you were trying to accomplish before the end of the year by January 31st and compound that with all of the emotions that I was just talking about and just like a busy holiday calendar and it's cold and it's dark out. And my point is I think that the holidays, while I do – generally love them and enjoy them very much I do think that they can bring up you know some of our more negative emotions so this is going to sound so silly but um for me a big part of marking my holiday season and me feeling like whether or not I had a successful season of merriment has a lot to do with like how many fun festive outfits I get to wear this is like girl brain on crack like this is such a crazy way to think about something but like if I don't have enough events to wear like a fun tartan dress or like a feather sleeve or sequins, then I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't do the holiday rate this year. And there are definitely like moments I'm, I'm finding them in my life. But since quitting my job, I now, you know, I didn't have a company holiday party, which is sort of like a big festive moment. And then you know, we're, we, we're going to a friend's house for New Year's Eve, which I, don't even get me started on New Year's Eve. I, that holiday is, that holiday exists only for bad feelings. I think like when you're a kid, New Year's Eve is so much fun because it's an excuse to stay up past your bedtime, which is like when you're a kid, that's the only thing you want in life is a reason to be awake when the grownups are awake. So I feel like you go into New Year's with these like unrealistic expectations of what the holiday is going to be like. And obviously like there's so many movies where they're like people are at these like New Year's galas and they're toasting champagne and they're kissing the love of their life. And so you like go to these like family parties, whatever, when you're a kid and you stay up late and you have a noisemaker. So inherently it's the best day of your life. And then you grow up and you're like in high school and like There's not much you can do in high school so all your friends have a party and you decide you're going to get dressed up and you like kiss your high school crush and like that's still really fun and exciting. And then I don't know like college whatever but like then you become a real adult and you're like oh my god going out on New Year's Eve is very expensive, um, very inconvenient. Nobody has good plans because it is so expensive and so you end up doing these sort of like basically I feel like all of my New Year's Eves end up becoming this like gray area of like They're not a swanky party, but they're also not just, like, you know, playing charades and pajamas. And I think, like, my dream New Year's is to be in a cabin somewhere where I can ski on New Year's Day and just, like, be with a group of, like, six friends and we have, like, cozy pajamas and we light a fire and we, like, play some games and maybe, like, have a couple beers and call it a day. Um... But I feel like I always end up somewhere in this like in-between thing where I'm like going to a friend's house where she's like, yeah, wear sparkles, but like no heels because like you can't wear your shoes. You have to take them off in our house. And so you're like, okay, whatever. Um, so I've just like decided that New Year's Eve doesn't matter to me. And that was a hard um, that was a hard road for me to get where I am. It's not like I'm just this like amazing self-confident person who was like, yeah, I don't care about New Year's Eve. Um, because I actually spent one New Year's Day, I think it was the lowest point of my entire life, and it just felt so compounded by the fact that I didn't have plans on New Year's Eve, and I ended up spending the entirety of New Year's Day sobbing on my parents' couch with my, like, golden retriever, like, so concerned about me that he was, like, lying on my stomach for the day, because I was just, like, so unhappy. So, like, 
I am not this, you know, amazing person who never struggled with New Year's Eve. I think a lot of people do. But I think now, and there's, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of security in being married, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, because so much about New Year's Eve in the lore is about having a date, right? So that's a lot of the stress. But, like, now that I'm married and I just, like, don't care. It's not this, like, see and be seen event. It's, like, a couple years back we went to my in-laws. We were at my in-laws' house in Minnesota for New Year's Eve. And they went to bed way before midnight because – I don't blame them. And so Pat and I were like, okay, we'll stay up till midnight. What I didn't know, this is my coastal elitism is going to show here a bit. I didn't realize that they still play the ball drop in real time in other time zones. I assumed that if like Dick Clark's New Year's Rocking Eve started at 7 p.m. in New York City, it would start at 7 p.m. in Minneapolis, which would be 8 p.m. in New York City, right? Like time zones, we all know how those work. No. They started at 6 p.m. in Minneapolis. So I we watched the ball drop, and it was 11 p.m. And I was like, what? I'm, what? Now what? And Pat's like, well, now we just wait for New Year's. And I was like, that, no, New Year's happened. Like, the ball came down. We kissed. We popped the champagne. Like, I don't. And so I just went to bed. I was like, I don't need to stay up another hour for no reason. I saw the festivities. I saw, I saw them sing Old Lang Syne. Why would I bother staying awake? So... I don't know, I guess this was like the year before last. I didn't even make it to midnight technically, on a technicality, on a time zone technicality. But my point is I I don't really care that much about New Year's Eve anymore, but I like it as an excuse to wear a fun, sparkly outfit. So, you know, I've just been finding myself with like, you know, these sort of like year-end plans. Like everyone you know is like, let's get together. Oh, we we should definitely do something before the end of the year. Which like, could you imagine if people were doing that every month? If your friends were like, oh my God, we, we definitely have to get a group dinner before the end of February. Like your social calendar would be the most stressful thing in the world because you'd always be trying to fit everything into every month. But for whatever reason, we feel the need to do this in December. And it happens with work too, right? Because like, you know, when you're working on a project or you're working on, you know, any kind of deal or anything like that, there there feels this need to like, well, let's just like tie it up and make sure we have everything set before the end of the year. And partially I think that's because even if your office is open between Christmas and New Year's, which I always worked at ad agencies, so we never really were because they were just like younger and cooler and nothing's really happening in that time in a client service profession. So like I always had that whole week off. But even if your office is open, it is a slow week unless you work in retail and everybody's coming and returning things or, you know, I guess any kind of hospitality I guess would probably be pretty busy that time of year but if you work an office job chances are that week is pretty slow and so I think there's this fear that if you're working on something that matters a lot to you I I at least feel this way with some of the stuff that I'm trying to tie up before the end of the year I'm like if we don't finish it by December 20th everyone's gonna forget about it because they'll have two weeks to just like not think about this project or whatever and like that's not how the human brain works people go on vacation it's actually probably the best thing you could do for your project is take a little bit of a respite and a breather all these things compound to make it feel like this mad dash to the new year and it can be stressful and I think as we all get older it becomes very easy to look at the holidays through that lens of so much to do so much to finish crazy hectic emotional 
I think it becomes easy to say like, oh God, I still have so much Christmas shopping to do and get stressed out about it instead of looking at it from like, oh my God, I can't wait to find these like fun little ways to show someone that I love them or that I care. I've talked about this before. Gift giving is my love language. So I happen to really enjoy that. I like buying gifts for people, but it's a fun thing. Or, you know, even this year, you know, I'm I'm spending the holidays at my in-laws in Minnesota. So we're not going to be at our own apartment for Christmas Day, right? And it just felt like we were going to have this truncated time to be here. And I was like, God, is it even worth getting a Christmas tree? And then I was like, wait a minute. I love having a Christmas tree. I love decorating it. I love having the lights on at night while we're watching. Of course we're going to have a Christmas tree. And so I think just trying to focus on the joy and the wonder and like, oh, this is so special, even if it's short-lived, even if it's a lot to do, you only get to do it once a year. That's why it feels nice. Um, And just like, you know, even last night I was taking an Uber home from an event And I was like looking at my phone and then all of a sudden I looked up and I'm in New York City. So like everywhere, all of these like restaurants had these gorgeous trees that you could see through the window and Christmas lights and people were walking around in like really nice pea coats. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to look out my window and just enjoy this Christmas scene. And that's not just the city. I mean, I I wish we lived in the suburbs right now because I love looking at Christmas lights on houses. So I guess what I'm I'm trying to say is like this holiday season I've been trying to focus on the little things that make the holiday the holiday instead of putting so much pressure on the big things like the parties and the plans and the deadlines and and just try and try and remember how magical every little thing felt when you were a little kid and you saw Christmas lights and that was just like oh my god this is the best feeling in the world so anyway I hope you guys are enjoying your holiday season. I also hope you had a more good than bad 2023 and are going into an even greater 2024. Um, I decided I wanted to do a vision board this year for 2024, which is, I love woo-woo stuff. I'm not going to lie to you, but like I've never made a vision board. Mostly because like I feel like the best way to do it is to actually collage things that you find in magazines and like who the heck gets magazines anymore. So I think I'm going to do like instead of like a artsy kind of like vibe look and feel mood board vision board. I'm going to do like a very literal vision board where I'm going to like print out actual pictures of like things that I would like to achieve or experience and just like put them in a Google Doc and then print them out and then glue them to a piece of paper. I guess I could also just like do it digitally, but I I like the idea of having something physical that I could put on the wall. I don't know. I'll let you know how the vision boarding goes, but I think I'm going to do that in lieu of like a New Year's resolution because I don't know. I know there's a lot of talk about this, but like I feel like New Year's resolutions, I'm not against them. I've actually had a lot of success with them sometimes where I'm like, all right, I'm I'm really going to do this. And and it helps me to think about it that way and to say like, okay, we're doing this. Um, But obviously like they're like made up. You know what I mean? Again, like I said, you could do May resolutions. You could do March. It, It all doesn't really matter, but this is the world we live in. So alas, that is how I'm feeling towards the end of the year. So thank you guys for listening to the final for now episode of Just Like Other Girls. Like I said, this is not the end of this podcast. It's just a break and hopefully when it returns, it returns in a better, more realized format, you know, where there's where there's just like a little bit, I don't know. I just want to make sure that if I'm I'm 
producing something, it, it really is the best that it can be. So I want to take a minute and sit with that and think about what that means. And I just want to thank you guys who are listening for being listeners. It's It's been such a fun journey for me and I've learned so much and I'm excited to actually sit down with what I've learned and, and think about how to action it into something better instead of just, you know, putting out a podcast every week. I think, I think you know, doing something every week is awesome and wonderful, but it doesn't necessarily give you time to improve and make changes because by the time you record it and you edit it and you get it up there, you have to start planning for the next one already. And so I just, I think taking a breather and giving myself space to really think about what what this looks like in 2024 is something I'm really excited about. And I appreciate you guys' support um, and patience with me as I figure that out. So happy holidays, happy new year to all of you guys. I am just so grateful for the community that I have. I I really think I have the best fans, followers, listeners, subscribers, whatever you want to call it in the world, and I, I couldn't be more grateful. So I want to wish you and your loved ones a wonderful, wonderful season and an amazing year ahead, and we'll talk soon. Until next time, I'm Shannon Fiedler, and this was Just Like Other Girls.